Welcome, everybody, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Millen, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. It's a full house! Bernstein's are back. Whatever happened to the... I'm sorry. The milkman, the paper boy. Even the TV. TV. You know, Fuller House Season 3 apparently just premiered it just on dropped, Netflix. just dropped, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I didn't know Season 2 was already done. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, got no, I watched it. That shit was good. They're like, get out of here. show out. When you say good... What do you actually good mean? Good for Full House. All right. Fair enough. Nostalgia good. Like, it's not actually good. It's nostalgia. It gives I you the nostalgia I could not get through feels. the first season, like, at all. Doesn't matter, because all of us are back. Woo! <laughs> and we're the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we'll never, ever, 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 ever leave each other, except for next week. I can't record next week, by the way. Ah. <laughs> Uh, let's give it a last it. All right, so listen, we got we got a couple of bits of follow up, uh, and then we can go ahead and dive into the actual nerdy world and what's going on. And I want to start with uh, some some clarification, a little bit of discussion. So John Hahn commented on episode 112 where we talked about the signs of a bad movie without even seeing it. And the one thing that that we talked about a lot was a sub 90 minute runtime. Now, that was not the only criteria, right? It's a collection of embargoed reviews, less than 90 minutes, production rumors, uh, the the poster and the quotes. Yeah, there was like five things. And then the director's changing. Listen, there are exceptions to the rule. He listed a whole bunch of movies. And John Hahn, is that his name, John Hahn? Yeah, it's John Hahn. Sounds like a fucking space pirate. Hey, it's a John Hahn, <laughs> your, your list... 90% of it was crap. I'm sorry. Like, okay, so so listen, he said, because John I mean, start, and his wife, start, Gwyneth, starting with Starting with The Nightmare Before Christmas, which he cited as his case study. Oh, don't, don't say no, that. No, no, no. There it's are so terrible. Many people who terrible. love that movie. So, so hold on. Wait, wait. So, so, so let's, let's set the stage for those who, who haven't seen it. John and his wife, Gwyneth. John uh, Hahn and comment. his space pirate wife, Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> left the comment. We're going to go pillage, and they were listening to some Takan episodes from two months back. <laughs> and decided to call us out. No, so first off, he... Why he is all with, the rum gone, CJ? S- starts with saying that he loves the show. So let's just start off with the fact that it's a positive. Uh, it, and it, then it he, is. And we love you too, John, huh? He, he, he was bringing up the 90-minute runtime on, on movies, and he says, what do the following movies have in common? Airplane? Good movie, right? We can uh, all agree? Surely I mean, it is. It's, yeah, it's... Yes, surely. Stop okay. calling me that. But it's not like it's not a good movie. It's funny. Okay, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which awful, uh, god awful. No, no, I like hang, it. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you start going through the list and everything, I need to to make sure this is known. The ninety minute rule, I believe, does not apply to animated movies, which includes no. Nightmare Before Christmas and, or, or, or family like, or family G rated animated no. movies. For the most part, need to ha- need to be short, either ninety minutes or sub ninety minutes, because they are geared towards children whose attention spans are shit, and all they're thinking out while watching that movie is, "When do I get to play on that sick ass jungle gym?" No, so, stop making that a thing. It, it, it's it doesn't apply to animated movies, and like five or six of them on his list of like ten. Were animated, so let's let's just remove those. Okay, all right. With all the right. exception of the Simpsons movie, which is an adult animated movie, and the Simpsons movie Blue. Yeah, the the, the one that I took, uh, the one that I said proves the rule is Borat. Uh, Borat that, is garbage. That's a ninety yeah, re- minute movie. real garbage. Yeah, uh, Josh, he we looked at Stand by Me and said, you know what, that movie's so old though. Like, it's yeah, but it's times. I mean, it is one. It is one of my all time favorites. So here's good. the other caveat. 
You have to uh, hear. Well, here's the other caveat. You have to remember movies in like the 70s and early 80s, like Airplane, like Stand By Me. 90 minutes was your average running time for a movie. You didn't see movies that were two, two and a half hours long. Yeah, back what was then. Stand By Me was 87. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, something like that. All right. So listen, here here comes his whole list, and I'll put the the comment in our in our show notes so you can actually look at the list of movies. Ninety minutes is just one part of the criteria. Yeah, um, we look at the other aspects of it, and that can kind of be a dead giveaway. Hence, I mean, you look at the the Hitman's Bodyguard, and you're talking about posters that have comments of anything but the movie, and interviews are anything but the film. And in my opinion, that's a bad movie. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was a bad movie. And embargoed reviews have become And a what good CJ thing. says is law, so there you go. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. For me, it should have been a giveaway. Same thing with embargoed I'm in a reviews. rare mood, guys. I haven't seen you for two weeks. I've been bottling up all this shit. I just it's been a long week. You get to enjoy all of it. So listen, it comes down to this. Here's here's the other here's here's the most important part of his message. He says that we love you guys. Uh, Keep up the great work and you look forward to the podcast every week, especially Brian's theme songs and cast. Does he say especially? Does he say that? I had a bubble in my throat. I'm sorry. Especially that he throws actually, he throws an X into a word. uh, It's the new X-Men series from Fox. (laughs) (laughs) No one will care about gifted comma. Especially. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I was going to go back and post and change it, but now I just have to take the lumps. Right. Uh, so anyway, Brian, you got your shout out. John and Gwyneth, thank you so much for listening to the show. We know that you gave us the feedback based on love. Just remember, there's only one part. Um, I get shout outs constantly. Do you not pay attention to our Facebook page? I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying, you know, I have an ego or anything, but I mean, <laughs> people, people love the theme songs. Just, oh my God. He's, he's extra Brian tonight. Good. <laughs> Our next bit of follow-up is some news coming out of HBO that they are moving forward with a pilot for the Watchmen series that we talked about mm, a few weeks ago, yeah. and we cast. We cast. We did cast uh, this. It was one of our one of our first cast. This, if I this was back before we were keeping score. Are you Are you sure Are you sure they're they're moving forward with this? Yeah, Damon Littleoff uh, and HBO both confirmed uh, it. Uh, yes, I don't. Mm, I haven't received a call, so I'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> this is actually happening. Has Aaron uh, Paul yes, received yes. the call? That's the other guy I want to know um, if they've. I, I did not cast all. Aaron Paul. Nor no, not neither of us cast Aaron Paul. No, I think you. I think maybe you should go on one of John Hans Space Pirate Adventures and listen to some <laughs> old that kind of nerd episode, so you can remember who we cast. John Hans Space Pirate. I just imagined his name in like lasers, like old Flash Gordon 80 style. So this is really cool. We know that something that we thought was, you know, it was probably going to happen. We now have confirmation that it is. Again, if you wanted to be on uh, any network, HBO is a great place for it to That's get picked right up. Spot. It's yeah. the right place for it to be at. This is good news because it was being chopped around. So could you imagine if it fell to another network? Maybe couldn't get the liberties that HBO would give it and the money that HBO can give it. So that's like perfect. ABC. At least all the monies. <laughs> we'll look at ABC in a minute. All right, so now we're, oh, we're going to get there. It's coming. <laughs> right, so let's start the show off with uh, the talking about the world of TV and movies because we got some some good news out of there. A lot of female lead movies that we got some information on, and I want to start with the uh, trailer for Tomb Raider. Mm, yes, and I'd like to spend one minute on the poster of of Tomb Raider, if I may, because my continuity brain uh, blew up when I saw this poster. And you can definitely check it out in the show notes of this of, of Laura Croft's neck apparently being like as tall as a giraffe's, like we and all being all stretchy out, looked all kinds of wrong. Whoever did that poster, shame on you. 
It's awful poster. But let's talk Alicia, about the trailer. Alicia Vikander is very European, so maybe she has a long neck. No, it's a fake neck. They photoshopped that neck. It looks like a giraffe. You're a fake neck. I wish it was a fake. You're neck. a giraffe. I am a giraffe. All right, so let's talk about the 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 teaser trailer itself. I I liked it. I I did. It, it, it kind of. Oh, reminded... Did you Did you CJ? Did you enjoy it? Yes, I did enjoy. What was it. the first fucking comment you said to me when I sent it to sent it to you? That is not the way that you shoot a bow and arrow. That's I'm she's gonna, not I'm holding gonna, the strings correctly. CJ, and I'm going to ruin every freaking movie ever. It's not me. It's not me ruining it. That's it's incorrect. you absolutely ruining movies. It's Who like the her hell cares? Primary weapon in cares? that no in one cares. that whole no trailer. CJ, CJ. Uh, some would say her primary weapon is her intellect. Yes, exactly. Some some would mm. say that. Uh, others would say bow and arrow. I put it on. I I put the trailer on, and Laura went, "Really? Uh, we need another one of." Th-? And I'm like, "Yes, yes. We we first off, we do need another one. I agree, we do. Plus, uh, she won an Oscar for like best supporting actress. And what's cool about this movie is that it, uh, Square Enix rebooted the Tomb Raider series not too long ago in this very, um. It, it wasn't like the original series or like the original movies with Angelina Jolie, where she's already like an accomplished Indiana Jones type like person who's been raiding tombs for for years. Like this is the beginning. This this is, is the, the beginning. Genesis. This is like one of her first, you know. And she's kind of learning the ropes, and she's still, you know, she it, she's really in survival mode, which I think is going to be really cool. But I gotta tell you, I watched this trailer, and not only was I excited by the fact that oh my gosh, this looks really fun and interesting, and it's it's going to be a great ride. But I saw Walter Goggins, and I'm like, oh, Josh is going to love this movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't be, you cannot beat Walton Goggins. You cannot beat that dude. Uh, he's, he, he's good. He's good in everything I've seen him in. Yeah, again, I think they're going. This is a great direction to to go with the trailer. It doesn't feel like a like a we're just going to copy paste Dark, uh, you know, Batman Begins and and put Laura Croft in it. And we're also not going to hear any U two in this movie. And that's the way it should be. Why the where the hell why 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 those comments why what it was why because I don't need you two ever but yeah no we don't I get I get that but where did that come from the previous, Ireland mainly the, Ireland yeah the previous movie had you two in it it was very prominent within that uh, movie you mean Cradle of Life whatever the first Tomb Raider movie was called the first Tomb Raider movie was just called Tomb Raider Tomb Raider of Life ton of you two. The uh, next movie a, after it's been a while since I've seen you it. You too. No, you too, sir. The other bit of movie news that we got was we got a new trailer for a movie with Jennifer Lawrence called Red Sparrow. And the comparison that I that some people are saying is like, oh, it's like a Black Widow origin movie. And I say, no, but this looks awesome. Well, the concept is definitely a Black Widow-esque origin. Esque. Yeah. People are just like, this is the Black Widow movie we deserve. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know that's what you want it to be. Oh, no, 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 no. definitely not. But I mean, the concept of, of, you know, young girls being like trained and brainwashed from birth to be like assassins, that's absolutely a, a Black Widow. Yes. To a T. Right. But there's um, more to Black Widow than just that. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence has done like a full fledged action film before. Has I don't she? think so either. No, no. You put the, the young adult. And I'm not saying you know, that in, in, a, in, a, in a I'm not saying that in a bad sense. I'm saying that in a, I'm interested to see what this movie turns out to be and what she can do. Like, I think she's a great actress. Um, so I, I think I'm excited. I mean, it's apparently based on a book, right? I've never read I the book. I believe so, yes. Um, but it, it, it seems interesting. Uh, go ahead with your opinions. I'm sorry if I talked over you. I, I love uh, this genre. I, I absolutely love femme fatale type movies. I mean, Salt, uh, Lucy, Atomic Blonde. Blonde yeah. yeah. I mean, give me – I mean, anything – with Mila Jovovich in it at all, just give me all of the femme fatale 
genre. Uh, what was it? Ultraviolet. That it was what I was. Oh, oh, Josh, oh please, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, look, that movie's bad. No, no, no. I don't care. She's great in it, but that right, movie's she, bad. She's, she's great in it. The movie doesn't have to be good. She's. I just. I like the genre. All so right. not all kung fu movies are great, but I like the genre. Okay, all right. Get it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Brian, I, I like your point too. We haven't ever seen Jennifer Lawrence in a role like this, but you know, definitely know that she's done things in you know in the vicinity. So you know that Dude, she can she's carry got, that. She's got more range than anybody, anybody. else her she's, age yeah. in the game. No, it's it, it's it's perfect casting. I, I don't think I would want anybody else in there. Uh, so it looks fantastic. We're obviously going to learn more about it as we get closer. It doesn't premiere until March second, so it's it's quite a bit out. So what's we're gonna crazy get- is that I don't feel like she has in any way peaked like i'm not even sure she's gotten started yet yeah no i can i i yeah even looking at some of the the reviews and and the information people are, are saying from mother and and a couple of her other upcoming projects it, the it reviews are like bad got, for mother but but she's getting but she's getting praise Okay, so that's all, all the discussion we have for movies and TV. But now it is time to transition into the world of comic books, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk! And look, we got the song again. I missed the song. It's nice to have you back, Brian, so we can do the song. Okay, so last week... <laughs> God, what a quick reversal I have to do on this. So last week, uh, I was talking about Inhumans and how it had a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, then it has a seven, and I was like, hey, make, don't make up your mind up based off those Give critics. it a chance. Give it a chance. Well, apparently ABC was like, yeah, don't, because allegedly right now, in some of the promotional material that's coming out for it, it's being uh, referred to as Inhumans, the complete series. And it's suggesting that it's already canceled. I don't have to do any sort of reversal. I'm still going to say give it a chance. I, I got to tell you, I think I pretty much called this one. Yeah, you did, but I, I'm still I'm still sticking to my guns. Because if it gets the ratings, they'll they'll bring it back real quick. I mean, it's not the first time that a show has been rumored to be canceled that we brought back. I mean, i.e. Uh, Chuck and uh, a ton of other stuff. So I mean, this ain't going to be Chuck, bro. I know it's not going to be. Nothing's ever going to be Chuck to me. No. It's like my favorite show. Yeah, but. But I'm just saying, you know, it it could still do well to the point where they might bring it back. Who knows? I'm interested. I'm going to give it a shot. So there's a there there is a glimmer of hope for people who do want to give it a chance. ABC put out a statement after this was released saying, please be advised on background that this is the same promotional verbiage we've been using throughout our campaign. And this is not a new poster. The one that says the complete series. So, you know, they're trying to kind of. Saying, hey, you know, don't read too far into it. And but I really think that's coverage for if fans like it and it gets good ratings, they'll be like, Yeah, see, we never were gonna cancel it, you silly fans. But if it if it, you know, does end up getting canceled, it'll just like, hey, we told you we've been using this throughout, so you know, can't get too mad. <laughs> yeah, this at us. was we once can- and done. This was once and done. We, this was <laughs> planned for the beginning. <laughs> They're giving themselves an out no matter which direction it goes in. Um, but listen, I am willing to give Inhumans a chance. The question is, is that enough? Will enough people buy a Subway sandwich to save this show? I don't think so. Nope. Eh, maybe if Subway gets involved, they've saved a couple shows before. Not a delicious foot-long meatball smothered in promalone <laughs> and mozzarella cheeses. Can you imagine Black Bolt sitting up in a tillion eating a, a, a meatball hero? <laughs> I don't know. Not him, but like Jeff and Lester behind him eating. Oh, yeah. 
Right. Eating what, a, what did it actually he wants, be him? He wants to talk about like he he lets out that like oh it's so good moan and he destroys half the city. <laughs> no, eating the Wednesday surf and turf, half meatball, <laughs> half tuna. Oh. Oh. No, it's not that. I mean, you get one of each and you split it, guys. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> oh man. That, All right, was but, the, that was the Chuck and Morgan Wednesday sermon. It, it, well, I get it. Totally. I, I, we know. We know. I hear you. So disinterested in this that I've just totally pivoted. <laughs> I can to tell. Chuck. I don't even. All care. right, now uh, we now we're going to transition to a, a topic that I I know. No, I know this feels this fills Brian with rage, and I and I want to let him vent. And oh, I have, don't do that. I'm in a really good I mood. Have one question, Brian. What the hell is going on with Gotham? Why is Bruce Wayne wearing a mask, being a vigilante, but he's not back? What the is, hell is going on with Gotham? Is Gotham still on television? Yeah, they're going into season four. Why? Uh, Brian, uh, that's why I'm asking Brian. What is going on with Gotham, and why am I seeing Bruce Wayne wearing a mask? I was in such a good mood, CJ. I just have to, you have to let the fans know. I was why in is such a good a mood, and I brought this. You brought this up. <sighs> I don't know if I can... Put my thoughts together on, on what a shit show this show is. Um, I, I might need a little help. CJ! Oh, God. No. I've Only seen a- this Gotham that you speak of. Yep. This is not the Gotham that I was going to save. People of facts, do you want this man-child being your Batman? <laughs> man-child. <laughs> he looks ridiculous, CJ. This is not the way the story goes. Yeah, his his mask looks worse than yours. I will break him <laughs> for being an imposter, not a bat. I'm surprised Bane hasn't shown up in Gotham. To be honest, they're just oh, going to butcher. Probably everything. has. I haven't watched this show. Okay, so can you give one. us some context, please? Because I'm saying Bruce Wayne's wearing a mask. What what is this? What what is their I justification? <laughs> the indication is that he's going to start training to be Batman. I guess I don't know. I haven't watched this show since season one. You know why I haven't watched this show since season one? Because it's garbage. Yeah. It's terrible. Really bad. And it's not even like, oh, I'm like a true believer and that's why it's garbage. And this isn't, you know, the way things are going to go. It's just a bad show. Season one had like Tandy Newton in it, right? Yeah. No, no, no. no, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, it was was Jada Pinkett Smith. Thank you. Okay. One of the most annoying characters that they created just for that show. They also and confirmed she's never coming back, which is great. I, I don't care if this show can never come back. That's I'd what I was kind of hoping so for. So much happier with life in general. Like this actually makes life worse for me, and it, it's it's just this show doesn't have it, like it, it thinks it knows what it is and it's going to be like oh we're going to be like kind of over the top and campy but it's not it, it, it's, it, it's, oh it's not at all campy it's not at all campy but that's what like and and all the villains that they're introducing like like there's the, the a whole, difference between there's a difference a big difference between like campy and hokey oh yeah the, and this is hokey this is hokey as shit and it's the it's the like it's like tumblr fan service right where they're not even going after normal everyday people it's just the tweens that go on tumblr and like to make gifts out of shit that happens on bad television shows so I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're devoted to a specific subreddit with 120 followers <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> pretty it. much that pretty is much. our audience this show doesn't even make sense in its own timeline. It's and happening. It There's going to be a fourth season of Gotham. They're putting a mask on Bruce Wayne. It makes no sense. The they, whole concept is that Batman is like there and like because of his presence, he creates the, the villains. He creates the chaos. He's the one who escalates it. The whole point was that Gotham didn't have this supervillain problem until Batman came around. It was primarily mobsters and gangsters and drug dealers that were bringing this down. Mm. And who's the creator of this show? 
somebody who hates me. Well, I, I reject the premise and award him no points, and may God have mercy on his soul. Amen. The creator to that. of this show has a personal vendetta against me. I swear to God. <laughs> or 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 okay. Batman. Well, Maybe how about this? Let's Batman. let me give you happy news then. Some good comic book news, and then we can get feel me better. back on cloud nine, CJ. Okay, are you ready? I want to set the stage. It's 1982. All right, so let me set the stage for you. It is uh, February of 1982, and ABC is doing a two-night broadcast of Superman the Movie. However, it is an extended edition. It is three hours long. It has more footage that's never been seen before. You get a look at Krypton before its, its destruction. Uh, you get more time in Smallville, and you get more of the, the score, and of course, more Superman, which is what everybody wants to, to see happen. Uh, and now, even though it hasn't been seen in 35 years, it is going to be re- released on Blu-ray. So this is awesome. More of the original Superman movie. Yes, I'm all on board. What do you guys think? Is it going to be on iTunes? iTunes? Uh, you asshole. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm very interested, but uh, I don't have a DVD player, so... I am basking in the glow of the yellow sun, and I feel reinvigorated. Um, <laughs> yellow sun has has reinvigorated you. It's, it's good. Uh, I I'm really obviously I'm really interested. The first Superman is a classic; you can't beat it. And absolutely, um, I, I I'm I'm excited to, for, at the prospect of a three hour version of it. I, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, where can I has now? Can it be on my shelf right now? Uh, cannot cannot be now. No. Why? Why not? Why not? When? When? CJ. No release date has been confirmed, other than it's coming this year. Okay. Okay. So we so we got four months. This Three will be months. holidays. This will be holidays. This, you have, this is like this is stocking stuffer material right here. Yep. Yep. Everybody wants one. Fans of that kind of nerd, perhaps John Han, space pirate. <laughs> John Han, space pirate. If you truly are a fan of the Brian theme songs and and everything, I petition you to. Uh, Put this in my in my stocking this year. Just nay, I command. I command you. No, no, he's the captain. You can't command a pirate. That never. He's the works. captain of the space pirate ship. Okay, ready, Brian, for the final bit of Cape Talk news that will definitely make you excited. Maybe even squee a little bit. Okay, and the most exciting news coming out of the world of Cape Talk is Netflix has released a trailer, a full proper trailer for The Punisher. <gasps> That sound right there, ladies and gentlemen, is what we all did multiple times when watching this. I, I uh, okay, that was just inappropriate. Fully tumescent. <laughs> this looks just uh, amazing. Um, I feel like this is the, the the most dark and most gritty thing I've I've seen when it comes to ever ever to, to any story. It looks incredible. Uh, and why aren't we watching it right now? Why Netflix? Why it's are you going to be? Me wait? Well, look, it's going to be 2017. You saw that at they're, the end. They're keeping their exact date all hush. They hush. are. They, it's, it was real cryptic, but 2017 was clear. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll be surprised. Like I would not be surprised one minute if they advertised Fuller House season three coming on Netflix today, and they just dropped the Punisher instead. Be like, well, <laughs> so the what I've what I've read is we saw Jessica Jones sort of right before thanksgiving the friday before thanksgiving mm-hmm. and and that if netflix holds true that we'll probably see this at the same sort of time because when you think about it that's definitely that's something when, to be thankful that, for that's when people well that's when people have off work so they'll they'll watch they right? Can binge it, right um more importantly this was the most gruesome and and violent and bloody and tactical thing i've seen like i mean i can't remember the last 
movie I watched that was this gruesome. It was awesome. And, 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 while I am not a Metallica fan, and Justice for All was the last album that I truly loved, and the use of one in this trailer was perfect. To the... To the degree that they timed the machine gun fire yes. with the, the guitar riff that you're so used to. And it was perfect. It was, it was, it was eerie. And the, like, you, you know, you know, he's nuts, right? And he's, he's, you see him playing the guitar. He's playing one on the guitar with his daughter. And then it's sort of playing as he's, you know, uh, assuming, you know, you're assuming he's in like a padded cell there. And then his wife comes in to say good morning. And two seconds later, shot in the head. She gone, and I went, "Oh my god!" Like this, this is gonna be this is gonna be some serious shit. And and they're they're not holding back at all for this. John series. John hey, John Bernthal is perfect. Yes, he's perfect. Yep. I can't wait. It's can't good, wait. It's good to see they're like, hey guys, yeah, you know how you like the Punisher in, in Daredevil? Yes, yes, we did. Okay, great, because we're doing it right. Buckle your fucking seatbelts well, and get and ready. I, but I think that's what I, that's what should be happening. No, 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 I know, but I we've always we've talked about this, right? These guys are anchors, and and sort of also a really good dichotomy of good and evil there, and where where Matt Murdock is sort of very good and. And and Frank Castle is sort of not and not not in, in like just very indifferent and, and apathetic in the way that he just doesn't give a shit. So this is what we need to see. The rest of the characters will fall in the middle and, and this will I, I think it ties them together. Brian, everything that you said is one thousand percent correct and squee. <laughs> I'm so excited for this trailer. I am so excited. I sent it to everybody I knew with echo effects and laser cannons and everything that I could possibly think of. I, I, I'm not even, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not even the biggest Punisher fan as a comic book, but this looks awesome. And Brian Roman doesn't have to eat a uh, Punisher book, so that's always nice to know that he is. Uh, I still, have a I still diet. would like to see that. So, what do I have to do, Brian, to make you eat a Punisher book? <laughs> No, it was uh, if this sucks. He said, if this sucks, I'm going to eat a Punisher Can book, we possibly but- go on John Hahn's space pirate ship and coerce you into eating an issue of Punisher? I'll give it, it not even a good issue. I'll take like a freaking castle issue. One of the shitty issues. Just, I just I'd like to see that. And, and I'll give you whatever condiments you need. It, it, whatever will help you muscle it down. Some chocolate milk, perhaps. Um, but I'd like to see that still. What story? I mean, what story do we think we're just, if I can, if I can go off on a tangent, since this is Cape talk, Brian, do we think we're getting the Punisher volume one? Are we getting Warzone? Are we getting, Ooh, what are we getting? That is a, that is a very good question. Um, I think it's going to be a, a mixture of, of all of them, but if they're, if they're thinking they're along the right path, they're probably going to do one of the max series, um, I want to say Garth Ennis by Garth Ennis um, mixed in with some of the war journal stuff. Cause the war journal stuff is where he met like microchip and things like that too. Um, in, in, indeed. So I was, listen, I was a, I was a punisher. Uh, I was a punisher book reader. I was a war journal reader. Uh, those uh, and war zone were all Garth Ennis. And I absolutely love this story. Uh, I am not a, I, it doesn't, None of this needs to be canon. I think that the the stories are so varied that as long as he is killing 
really killing bad guys indiscriminately and in a violent way, I'm going to be happy. I need I need just one scene. I don't even think it's from the Max series. It might be. I just need one scene from the comic book to be directly related to this series. I think it would be awesome because there is this this scene where their uh, giant mob families are are having this funeral. There's a uh, a brief you know armistice between you know the warring gangsters for this funeral for this person, and they all gather there and uh, they're at the wake, and Frank Castle is in the ca- casket and just mows them all Ooh. down. And that's I want to see that so that's bad. That's the that's the Gray's funeral home. Yes. That's, yeah. I want to see that yeah. in the worst that, way. That would be awesome. Yeah. All right. So we obviously don't know when it's coming out. Just cr- it's 2017 sometime. So hopefully cross our fingers really soon. Probably going to be around Thanksgiving. So you'll have a lot to be thankful for. So excited for this. Keep mo- Keep it up, Netflix. Keep it up. All right. As you all know, I love to scour the Internet, find the weird, find the obscure and ask these gentlemen for their tech perspective. (laughs) Hey, guys, remember when we talked about YouTube Red? I said YouTube Red, not the other thing. What other thing? No, no, Oh, Red Tube. No, not Red Tube. I saw I saw something on YouTube Red. There was a whole lot of hope in it. Yep. Whole lot of hope. Uh, And I felt better. And 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 more was, more complete as a human. What for was the promise of of YouTube Red? Right, it was the ten dollars. No ads. Month. No ads. Right. That's how it was advertised. To everybody. No ads. Well, Google is serving ads on YouTube Red, even though it promised not to, because they're using a technicality to screw you, the user who pays ten dollars a month. Where's the loophole? The loophole is that their their uh, way that they listed no ads was especially pre roll. Right. No video ads before you do it. No banners that popped up on the video. And they're saying things that would stop you from viewing the content. So what they've now done is they put ads below the video when it's on mobile. Uh, They put a huge, gigantic banner ad when you log into YouTube. Uh, And they've scattered print ads all over the place on iOS, on Android, on the web. What if it's full screen? On, On full screen on like your computer? Yeah. Yes. Go check out the picture in the show notes. Listen, I I think we called this from the moment the whisperings of YouTube Red were amongst the masses, and we said this is not a great idea. They're not going to get the ad revenue that they, they're not going to get the revenue that they want. That's what's happening. Nobody's signing up for this shit, so they're not getting the revenue, and now they're forced to do ads because we spent all this money on this paid subscription service and exclusive content for it. We need to pay for it somehow. Right. Also, can I? Just vent just a little bit about the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Because um, when I logged into YouTube, they're like, hey, would you like to listen to a YouTube music playlist and still put your phone to sleep? Sign up for YouTube Red. What the hell? Why should I have to pay $10 a month for something that is so simple that should have been done from the start? That is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. What, wait, what do they mean by listen and still put your phone to sleep? So on, on iOS, when you're watching a YouTube video, and if you lock the screen, it stops the content from playing. 
Because you can't watch a video if your screen isn't on. But the idea is that like there's plenty of people who just put music playlists on yes. there and use that kind of. Uh, but their I have playlist. I have Apple Music. I know for that. you have Apple Music, but the 13 year old down the street does not have Apple Music, and God damn it, he wants to put his phone to well, sleep. Well, then his parents, then his parents have made they have made bad life decisions. I, listen, we are we are not here to but judge he, every. Here's parent. the thing, Brian. That that I guess also you're going to is that that should have just been a default feature should've to make default. YouTube better. Should have been. Yeah, shouldn't be just, behind just a paywall. I see what you're saying. Just give it to me. Just give it to there, me. There's, there's a loophole stupid. around that, but I don't want to explain it to you. So I don't care about the loophole. It's it's dumb. It's just it's just it's just Red Tube trying to get more money. I'm sorry, YouTube Red trying to get more money. Listen, Red, Red Tube whole, has all the money they can handle. Red Tube has way too much money. There's a whole lot of hope and and and, and money in Red Tube, but YouTube is is devoid of hope. So, Josh, you brought up this topic actually to you brought it to my attention. So I wanted uh, to talk to you a little bit about it. And I wanted to, to kind of see what the heck is going on. So there is a smart lock maker called August. They're probably one of the most popular smart lock uh, manufacturers. They are partnering with Walmart to allow a one-time access for a delivery driver to drop off groceries into your home. Am I reading uh, this correctly? Like, what's going on? Well, you're 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 reading it correctly, but describing it a little inaccurately. So Walmart will begin te- testing a service. That will allow customers with August smart home devices, including the you know the front door lock and the doorbell, security cameras, that kind of stuff. Um, they're partnering with a company uh, that Sam's Club has been using called Delive, um, like you know, delivery, Delive. Um, that driver will be given a one-time access code for your home for, for that delivery only. Right. So. They punch in the one two three four five that CJ has as the, the it's his code all the time, but that's the one they issue. That's a combination of my luggage too. Right, right. I figured that much. And they they drop off your groceries or your your Walmart.com order or whatever. Uh, here's the big deal, right? The it's it's the race it's the race for market share, and Amazon has sort of a, the cornerstone on e-commerce. But what people don't realize is that Walmart has the market positively wrapped up when it comes to logistics. They have the most sophisticated, efficient logistics in the industry. That's the reason they own retail, that and their ability to choke margins out of vendors, right? When you combine that with strategic partnerships like this one, the uh, acquisition in 2016 of Jet.com to grow their e-commerce business, they're getting more and more. This is to deliver groceries primarily. Right. And and the person, this is the crazy part to me, is the person you're giving access to your house is also going to put your 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 stuff, your groceries away, fridge, freezer, things like that. I got to tell you, I got a problem with my wife loading the dishwasher. <laughs> I was going to say, they're going to put milk on the door and like, she does milk on the door. No, no. My, my milk goes in the door. Oh, milk That's where door. milk goes. No. It's, there's a whole shelf for your milk. That's go where it goes. Door. Right? Because if you put it on the top shelf, it gets too cold and gross. Milk shouldn't be that cold. Right? It should just should not be. But I don't like when my wife loads the dishwasher because she does it wrong. I'm not going to let somebody put something in my fridge. So that that's me. However, for someone who is footloose and fancy free and and doesn't mind anarchy in their fridge or freezer, this is a really cool option. Also, 
if you're like far too busy to be bothered with going to the grocery store and whatnot, this is a real this is a really cool thing, and and it's the first of its kind that I can think of. Brian, Brian, you have a palatial estate. Would you permit? Nope. You wouldn't permit nope, one time nope, access nope, to some rando. Nope. No rando nope, coming into nope, your house. Nope. Nope. <laughs> is that? Oh, that's your doorbell. What if what if the rando promised to put a cat in the freezer? Wouldn't that wouldn't that mess up the ratio? No, they're, they're, no, they're, everything about this, everything about this is wrong. Strangers are not allowed in my house unless I invite them in. That's how <laughs> vampires happen. <laughs> That's no. How vampires happen. No. Absolutely not. I guess you're right. If a vampire was issued a uh, was issued a one time passcode, that would be enough for him to That keep would be an invitation into, into my home. <laughs> And I will, I will not allow vampires in my palatial state. This doesn't pass tech perspective, CJ, because vampires. Absolutely. <laughs> the tech perspective is, ooh, this is bad news for all those vampires out there. Well, no, not bad house. news for vampires. It's bad news for the general public because vampires. Uh, exactly. All right. all right. Because if you give them one-time access, they have access all the time. <laughs> Brian's we on the FAQ, FAQ of the website going, oh, shit, what's the vampire rule? Does this allow? No, I'm sorry. What if they're, you know what, Brian? You should get them to deliver garlic. That way they won't take your order. They're not delivering shit. I'm not like, listen, if I, if I want a delivery of some kind, whether it be my amazing loot crate, the Dunkaroos I ordered off of Amazon, or my general groceries, I will be the one there to receive said package. And I will put it away myself. It's like, like I, Walmart, did you get the checkout? What, would you like this delivered? And I respond with a gif of Colin Farrell from Fright Night. <laughs> nope. All set over here, guy. But thanks for the offer. I mean, come on. Like, I, I'm all on board for grocery delivery. I think that's awesome. And I should do it more. But A, I don't want a stranger in my house, especially if I'm not there. Like, no way. Like, once they're in there, they're in there. They can take whatever the hell they want. And I don't trust the general populace with my foldy mate and, you know, my, my general palatialness. I agree. But the, the area of the country where they're starting this test is, is far more metropolitan than, than, your, than your, like, sort of southern Spain palatial estate. Doesn't matter. I don't trust people, period. Right. Secondly... Secondly, I don't trust people to organize my groceries or my refrigerator the way that I have it or want it organized. I oh, yeah, system. that's that's my problem. I have that, a system. You it's very Tetris-like. Yeah. It's not happening. All right, my final bit of tech perspective came out with the, the news that the new iOS 11 on iPhones was just released, uh, allowing developers to finally put out their AR kit applications. Uh, there is a, a list here of the best AR kits you should try uh, and I put a few of them on my phone. Josh, I believe you put a few on, on yours. Um, there's really two that I, I really liked. One was called uh, World Brush. Uh, and this was neat because um, you, you load up your camera, scan the room, and then you can start drawing over, like, you know, people's heads. You can put stuff on, you know, a wall. And then as you move around the room, the objects stay where they're supposed to be. And it kind of lets you create a, a nice immersive, you know, painting world. I thought it was pretty interesting. Which, which one did, um, did you use? My favorite feature about it was you can toggle this touch feature where you hold the screen and move your device in, you know, all the crazy whimsical motions you could think of. And that that stays in the room. That's that was a cool thing. What I did at work was I stood right in the middle of, of my aisle with a, you know, some desks in, in, in line and I drew uh, the names of everybody above their, their desk 
Oh, that's cool. And then had one of the coworkers, hey, come here, just stand here for a moment and just look around. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, so it was a nice way to kind of show people like this is augmented reality. It's pretty interesting. So like Measure Kit was the one that I thought was the coolest because you have in augmented reality, you have a ruler, a trajectory tool, a marker pin. So you can measure measure a straight line on a surface. You can measure uh, by drawing in space the trajectory, a marker pin, distances to fixed points, angles, someone's height. I like that one. Someone's height was actually a lot of fun to do at the office. It's very, very, very cool. And the so you know those those two. Um, I do CJ. I do like the housecraft. Yes, that's my my next one. So housecraft. If I've been since we've been talking about this, has been the use case I have been preaching of putting. The the thing I like is that I'm dropping like office chairs in between other pieces of furniture, and it's it's like bouncing off of them. Right, yeah, it, it interacts that was with the environment. Cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like and, that and, and I, I do like the fact that, you know, for, for, for me, again, it's an IKEA is going to be launching their application shortly of I want to maybe buy some furniture. I want to know what's going to look like in the room in the house, drop it in there and it stays. So, it, you know, if I walk far away, I'm like, oh, that's what it looks like. If I get closer, you can see some detail, but you can also kind of put it in perspective. I was looking at a desk chair and I removed the, my crappy desk chair I have now, and I put it in front of my desk. I was like, oh, that, that's actually too high. That would be that would be bad. And another one was like, ah, oh, that's great. But, you know, it's – it's. Did a, you it, not it, put an adjustable desk chair in your in your office? No, no. Like like it was like too big. Like it was just uh, – it was too much chair. You know what I mean? Like it was too high on the back. So, I mean – I don't like the fact that people can find out my height. This this would be solid for Brian because he doesn't have a desk or a chair. No, this is, this is indeed true. I am actually recording – from a floaty state right now. I don't like the fact that people can find out my height through their phone. Then people will know I'm not actually six foot, but five eleven. <laughs> Listen, I find that every time I leave a convenience store, depending on which store it is, I'm you know I'm either six foot or I'm either five eleven. So I'm, I like to be my six foot tall. But this was cool, right? This is obviously the beginning of just some AR kit applications. We talked about how there's some to make movies, some to play zombie games. I, I really recommend you go ahead and take a look at this list and just kind of see what this is going to become because I think it's going to be extremely interesting, uh, especially even to as, as concepts like this even get over to Android. Um, so AR is a pretty awesome thing. It's got some pretty cool use cases, and it's, it's pretty early day. So good time to get on board. I agree. I, I, this was uh, for – iOS 11 just launching and these apps just launching. These these were far more functional than I expected. It was pretty cool. It is now time, ladies and gentlemen, for the nerd degree. The nerd degree is where that kind of nerd gives a topic, a product, a movie, whatever. The third degree. And we decide if it passes or fails. And we are looking today at a – this is crazy. It is a glass speaker that will automatically display the lyrics – to a large collection of songs that you are currently playing on the speaker. Josh, you sent this to me. It looks really interesting. I sent it to you. Uh, Brian sent it. Brian, you, you sent it to me. It, it is really interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see how you stumbled across this and, and what you think about it. Uh, I stumbled across it because I was searching the interwebs for uh, perhaps a podcast that I do every week. And, uh, and my first thought was, oh, that's, that's really cool. Um, bet you it doesn't have like anything or it doesn't work with anything. I thought Two it was going to be songs, huh? Two million songs. Yeah. And I, but that's why I thought at first, I thought it was going to be like, oh, this isn't, this is only capable through this player or you can't do it with Apple music, but it, it works with 
everything. And it pulls from a a, a library of like a million <laughs> songs. Why are you chuckling? Because because you're talking about all the things it does. And it's forty five hundred dollars. Oh, I know, I know. I will. That's the forty five. I'm burying the lead, Josh. I am burying the lead because I want you people, the great people who listen to that kind of nerd, perhaps to contemplate putting this on your space space pirate ship, but. I I was reading the article. This is space pirate pricing. This is, is what space we're pirate about. pricing. You're gonna have John Hahn, space pirate. You're gonna have to do a lot of pillaging. So, so to be able to afford this this speaker, it's forty five hundred bucks. It's called the Kododama, right? So it relies on Wi Wi Fi connectivity. It works on Apple Music, Spotify, or iTunes. Uh, it's got a large collection of songs, and then the reason why it's four thousand five hundred dollars is only fifteen units are made every month. It's handcrafted, all right. So it's artisanal, and um, it it's coming right from Japan. Like it's shipping from Japan. It just got to the U.S. But at four thousand five hundred dollars, that's that's crazy. So my it question is, is, it is quite a steep price. So my but question it is, is cool are you hoping for this to become a, a concept that goes to more? Yes, speakers. Lyrics? Absolutely. I think everyone should know the lyrics. You know how many people sing the wrong lyrics to songs? It's do it maddening all the time. Yeah, like there's a bathroom on the right instead of there's a bad moon on the rise. Is no, I, did I nobody didn't think that when they were kids. Am I the only one? You're the only. Yeah, one. I think you're. The oh, only I always one. thought it was there was a bathroom on the right, and you know, I was happy to, for them to point it out to me because it, usually we were on a long road trip. And I needed to pee. listen. There's there's only one bare naked lady song you should listen to, and the only words people know for about it: "Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken." That's all anybody that, knows. That, hey, first, first and foremost, that is not the bare naked lady song you should be listening to. It's this old apartment, which is amazing, and the Chinese chicken song is awful. But well, no one Chinese knows the chicken lyrics. song is called "One Week." Uh, okay, and I actually know the lyrics. <laughs> Or uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Oh, yes. Um, stuff, Marilyn stuff, Monroe. stuff and stuff. History yeah, and yeah. stuff and stuff. Yeah, okay. Here's, here's the thing, though. Here, so, here's my, so, so here's my problem. The way it works now, it has a speaker on the top left and a speaker on the top on the bottom right, and most of the lyrics are covered up by the speaker. Now, the other really cool thing about this is that it's also supposed to generate different graphics based on the mood of the song. It's got some software in there to analyze the mood. So it gives you different presentations of the graphics. So if it's a fast-paced action, you know, rocks on, it's it's doing quick, fast lyrics. And if it's a little slower, if it's more of a jam, you kind of get a little, you know, a little more subtle approach if to it. If it's sexy time music, it's all bubbly. <laughs> Barry White's on it. Like, I'm always hey. listening to the fast-paced action rock that CJ just described. <laughs> I I thought it was an awesome piece of tech. So so here's the deal. When it, when it comes to the nerd degree, right, we need to look at several several aspects of this. Number one is, is the product as it sits now actually worth the money and just we're, we're crazy? So it, does it pass that part? It would have to be amazing audio. Like unless the speakers were the most amazing speakers ever. No. Okay. Brian? Um, I, I agree. The, the sound quality has got to be there. This can't be like – that that boom box I bought for twelve bucks at a thrift shop. It's gotta be legit. Okay. And then we're I think as a as a general concept though, that's kind of where we're we're going to assess this. That is this is this going to pass the nerd degree? And we're gonna use the same scale that we always use. It's holding up lit lighters uh during a concert. Uh I would probably give it a, a four lit lighters out of five. Uh really? Four. I give uh. it 
uh, no lit lighters, and in fact, anyone near me with a lighter, I dump a bucket of water on. Um, this wait, is my saying, is my saying, standard rule of that's what of, you always say, right? Is right. is that, that that the lighter thing? But you're saying this has no merit as a concept. Zero, Brian. Like, no. Well, being as no one does lit lighters at a concert anymore, I will Listen, give it's all it, phones. It's I will phones give it now. three lit up phone screens out of five. Okay, let's change. The, fine, Brian's going to just change the the rating criteria. No, he's he's right. He's, he's right, but this is the way anymore. we've done it every week. I don't understand why he's got to change it now. Okay, because some people just want to watch the concert. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's why you need, that's why you need lighters, not your. Sc- Unless you have a note, and then you could. Oh make yeah. It oh. oh, I'm sorry. Too Three soon. Three exploding note sevens. <laughs> Too soon on the note. The note eight just released. People are still. People are using it like this phone's great, but I'm gonna hold it. <laughs> this phone's good. Look at the selfie never, camera, guys. The selfie camera. I actually awesome, never right? take it off my selfie stick. It always stays out there. <laughs> it just stays away. I've never actually seen it closer than this. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Brian and Josh, they love movies. Yes, we do. And they have an amazing skill and an amazing talent of casting the perfect movie. Some would say I'm more amazing, but get gypped every week. <laughs> Nobody says so that. It is that. I had time. three people say Two that. Two people you talked to said that shit. So this week, I am giving the gentlemen a tough task. I am giving them the Thornton Mellon movie, uh, as it's known affectionately among us. I'm giving them the Rodney Dangerfield movie, Back to School, and I'm telling them to cast this. Thornton Mellon sounds really familiar. (laughs) Where have I heard that before? We're going to cast Thornton Mellon, Dr. Diane Turner, Lou, Jason Mellon, Derek Lutz, Philip Barbet, and Professor Turgeson. And I would like to start with Professor Turgeson, who is my favorite character in the movie, played by Sam Kinison. Brian? I have Meatloaf. Oh. That is not that not, is not terrible. Not the food, the person. Yeah, oh, that's not terrible. That's, okay, I'm just kidding. No, no, you're all right. Good. All right. I have I have Samuel Jackson. Why? Because he says motherfucker a lot? Because he is the resident screamer of current movies he's he is the screamer he's the one that lays it on you more than anybody else yeah but i feel like meatloaf can do the same thing and do it give it like a hard rock flair at the same time but bob has bitch tits movies are allowed to evolve i get I people guess. can have bitch I, tits now no i know i just that's that's how i see him cj call it oh wow just 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 based on that the fact that uh we can do i'm, I'm actually i was actually really intrigued with meatloaf so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that one to Brian. So Brian, give us the uh, the next person that we are casting. Uh, let's go with uh, Dr. Diane Turner, the love interest love of the interest. main character. The love interest of the main character, uh, Thornton Mellon, sounds like douchebag to me. Um, <laughs> I cast uh, Taya Leone, and we know her from um, from like Bad Boys, but most recently she's on that Madam Secretary show. Uh, she was in Spanglish. Taya Leone's been in everything. She's okay. in a ton of stuff. Everything. She was in. She was in Payback, uh, opposite Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, she was. I know she was. I oh, love Taya Leone. Yeah. She's uh, she's a really solid pick. I went Leslie Mann. Oh, from um, yeah, forty year old virgin, virgin. forty knocked up. Judd Apatow's yep. wife. I got you. Yep, Judd Apatow's wife, Leslie Mann. Okay, those are. It's those funny are... we we both went blonde. That's interesting. <laughs> we did both the, go blonde. Those are both very good picks. So, uh, what makes yours better? Starting with Brian, since he won the last round. I think Taylor Leone's got the comedy sh- chops, but I also think 
Um, she can pull off some of the more serious stuff. I know Leslie Mann can do can do serious too, but not as convincingly as, as Taylioni. I, I chose Leslie Mann because I she's got the comedy locked down, um, locked down like way more than Taylioni does for sure. Um, but I thought she does a good job of playing a smart character in a funny, unassuming way, and I thought it'd be a nice spin. For Dr. Diane Turner. So she's she's got to be a bit of an intellectual. So sell me a little bit on the intellectual spot there, Brian. Well, slap some glasses on Taya Leone and she, she's very intellectual. I, I, I also think like this character needs to be a little bit older. Right. And I, I think Leslie Mann. No, you, looks, you got you got me in she the looks age too young. Sure. But like, here's the reason. The reason I went with her specifically her age group is that the character that played opposite Rodney Dangerfield was 16 years younger than he was at the time they made the movie. So like, right. I wanted someone younger than I cast for Thornton Mellon. Okay. No, that, okay. that all yeah. right. But, but you you addressed the age gap there, which I thought was was important. Um, man, yes, but really you've been good actresses. I'm going to go with based solely on the, uh, on the argument here and give this round to uh, Josh Burns. All right. So, we are going to go with uh, my favorite character, Lou, uh, who is played by the iconic Burt Young. And I went with, I cannot believe I'm going to say this out loud. My pick was Hugh Jackman. What? Hugh Jackman? He, Hugh Jackman. Here's why. Right? The guy wears a tux well, and Lou wore a tux the entire, the entire movie. He's a short actor who does a real convincing tough guy and he can come off as smooth and sweet. Lou was all those things. And the only guy, the only guy I could think of was Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's like six feet tall, you know? Yeah. He's, he's yeah, actually he, a relatively, he's tall not guy. as tall as Ronnie Dangerfield. Okay. Okay. All right. All right here's where, here's where my cast list uh, goes around the bend and I start hating it. And Josh will probably hate it too. Um, I chose Kevin James. Hmm. You chose Kevin James. I chose Kevin James because I think he can pull off all of that stuff. In, in a lot of his roles, you see him in all those many facets, and he definitely can do comedy. And Josh is shaking his head. No, 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 no. Can't fight. He can't fight. I say Lou was also he, like the enforcer that did the dirty work for Thornton Mellon. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he can't fight. I get that. But when you hear my pick for Thornton Mellon, you'll understand. I don't think I will. No, you won't. Well, do we but need I'm, to do your, my guns? Do we need to do the picks for Thornton Mellon to to counter off Lou? Do we need to do that first before we do Lou? We we I tell you what, I tell you why don't we do this? Why don't we why don't we defer this point and we'll do Thornton Mellon and then CJ can award two. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, because I, I think these two have to work so closely together. So let's agree, let's hear Brian. Your your, your your pick for Thornton Mellon, Adam Sandler. Because I am going completely off the wall. I know you're giving me that look. Oh. I'm going completely off the reservation with this. I'm viewing this as Billy Madison goes to college, and so I chose Adam mm. Sandler. I I went with I went with Louis C.K. Oh. oh, so I think he's perfect for the role. I think he does self-deprecating more better than anyone. I think he does gets no respect better than anyone. I think that if we're going to immortalize Rodney Dangerfield. The only guy to do it today is Louis. Right, and he thinks he he would be the guy that is you know too cool for school, but then actually learn something about it and kind of grow. Right, damn it, 
Here's the thing. I I love I love Louis C.K. for for Thornton Mellon. That's that's the right pick. Adam Sandler's all wrong for that. <laughs> but I like Kevin James more than I like Hugh Jackman uh, for uh, Lou. But but we agreed to add add I, them together. I, I agreed. So figure it out. I agreed to. <laughs> that's now, what I'm saying. I, I'm back in the same the same place of just going. Well, they're two different. Add, listen, listen. For for each of these, add the characters up. We have the love interest. We have here's the thing professor. because because you're so spot on with Louis C.K. I mean, you you have to get the points there. You you you've got Thornton Mellon. You've got the exact. I I'm not gonna lie. I completely overlooked Louis C.K. And yeah, really I'm gonna have to pick. give. I'm gonna have to give as we said both to them to Josh. Ah, and another loss for Brian. Well, I, I still I don't care. I want to hear. I want to hear the last three. Jason Mellon. The the subdued son of the the the, the boy who's stuck in his dad's shadow and, and can't yep. seem to get out of it. So who do you have for uh, for Lou here? You mean for Jason? Jason uh, for, Mellon? Who do you have for uh, who do you have for Jason there, Josh? I have Ansel Elgort. We know him from Baby Driver. Oh yeah, a uh, baby. I have baby. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Role. Also, uh, kid from Fault in Our Stars and Insurgent. Yeah hung- yeah yeah. That's what I meant. Not Hunger Games. The Insurgent. Yep. Okay, uh, Brian. So, yeah, he's he's super he's super deadpan. That's why. <laughs> okay, I, I had Jay Burrowshell, and we know oh, him from. Oh, I don't hate that at all. I actually have Ansel and Engort on here too, but I had Jay Burrowshell for Burrowshell is actually Jason Mellon. I mean, I'm thinking she's out my of my only league. my only my only problem is yeah is that he's he's so comical and Jason Mellon, but I I'm fine with it if I hear your pairing. With I, Eric Lutz, I, I had Ansel Engort as okay. All right, yeah. So let's put them together. The the character, uh, his his best friend. I had Ansel Engort as uh, Eric Lutz. You had those backwards. Ah, uh, I don't think, think so. I, I, no, no, no. Think about this. Think about think about Jay Baruchel from Goon as Derek Lutz. I am, but I'm also thinking about Jay Baruchel from every other movie he's been in. Ugh. And I'm, I'm all right. All right, who did you have so, for, for, for Derek there, I, Josh? I have Ansel Elgort for Jason Mellon, and for Derek Lutz, I have Evan Peters. And we know Evan Peters from? Well, you've seen him in, in uh, obviously, uh, X-Men. He's Quicksilver. Oh, okay. Okay. So I can actually see why Brian picked him to, to be Derek, because uh, he can actually do, he could do both roles. I mean, he, he's a good enough actor that he could do. I think do, he can. He could do either or. Uh, especially with the the big footsteps that Robert Downer, Downey Jr. left in, in that role. Yep. Uh, I'm Josh. You're you're. I, I mean, I, I like your pick too. And Evan Peters. I mean, he's he's got comedic timing. He's got a lot of dry wit, and he he just knows how to how to play that. So I mean, you both got good. So actors. we call the, we call both of these a tie, and we move on. Yeah, it's pretty much everyone. I I mean, especially since you cast the same actor just in different <clears> roles. Doctor Philip Barbet who was sort of the antagonist throughout this entire movie. I wanted what I wanted was Alan Rickman, but obviously he's dead. So I went with uh, Pete Postlewaite, who you've seen in inception. And uh, he was Kobayashi in the usual suspect. Oh, I'm sorry. What was his name? He was, he was Fisher's father in inception. The guy yeah. in the hospital. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. P- that's Pete Postlewaite. But in, in usual suspects, he was Kobayashi. Kobayashi. He was Kaiser Sose's lawyer. I do not hate that. At all, especially his, he kind of reminds me of the original casting. Go ahead, Brian. exactly right. 
I, uh, I, 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 again, went balls to the wall, went completely off base, and I thought it would be kind of funny if Robert Downey Jr. played this character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fun. It would be great, actually. <laughs> he, well, see, here's the thing. When I thought about this guy, I was think I was looking for a prissy British actor, but everywhere you see prissy British actor, it's played by the original guy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Think about the West Wing, CJ. Mm-hmm. The, yep. the curator, the, the curator of, of the, the, the yep, right. yep, yep. He, he does. So he is that the epitome of that he's role. He's that. He's that guy, right? So the, I went. I went for a guy that I thought could emulate that. Robert Tenny Downey Jr. Jr. could easily emulate. That's that. a pretty awesome cast. Uh, you know what? It's a stunt casting maneuver, but it works. And I'm going <laughs> to give you Robert Downey Jr. to that. Woo! Okay, so this, one was, this one was closer than I expected. Yeah. Okay, this was a lot closer than I expected. But at the end of the day, Josh Burns leads it three to two. This is another victory for for Josh Burns. But guys, he tied on Jason and Derek. Man, uh, if if you guys would have just had a little less a. Uh, common thinking it would have been a different game surprisingly i I did pretty well without remembering this movie (laughs) yeah you sure did we always want to hear your suggestions that uh for for movies that we can recast so please if you have anything email us at cast this at that kind of nerd.com so i think we said something a couple weeks ago about a bunch of giveaways we're doing for our patreon page i just got a for you um alien fans out there a queen takes bishop uh, little figurine in loot crate. Ooh. And it's, yeah. So it's the queen basically spiking Bishop uh, through the sternum there. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's a little guy. Uh, I'm adding that to the pile, by the way, of stuff we're going to give away to Patreon subscribers. I actually have, I have two things uh, to give away. I have uh, a little um, kind of desk figurine of the Ice King from Adventure Time. Oh, nice. With, on his throne with all like you know, all the penguins and stuff. Uh, also, a glass from Lord of the Rings that has the uh, rings inscription around the glass. It's kind of like a goblet thing. It's very cool. So, absolutely. The kids use that as their uh, toothbrush glass. That is blasphemy, <laughs> that's, sir. That's the glass that's in my That bathroom. is what I drink for my Jameson and Ginger from now. But I have an extra one, and I'm happy to happy to give it to some fine lucky few. So how do you get this fantastic swag? It's very easy, and it comes with your support. Go to patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. If you can't remember that, just go to our show notes. Go right there to support our show. If you do a donation of $10 or more, we will send you uh, this wonderful loot uh, and all that support goes to help making the show better, help making it run. So thank you so much in advance for your support. The first 10 people to go ahead and give us uh, a subscription to this get some of this amazing loot. So please make sure to sign up so we can go ahead and send it your direction. Uh, I want to thank Josh and Brian for being here all together with all three of us this week. It was nice to have a full house. And I want to thank you, yes, you, listener, for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash that kind of nerd. We will see you all next week. Or your space pirating. Yeah. <laughs> Donahan, walk, walk around the neighborhood or your space pirating through the galaxy. John Hahn, <laughs> space pirate. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree. Like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd. And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard. And that Josh Strange new Fantastic Four was a turd. 
Well, welcome to the club, because you were that kind of nerd. These are Drake and Future quotes over there from Brian. Unexpected to say I'm the least. I'm all thug now, motherfucker. <laughs> Go zero to a hundred real quick. John Hahn, Space Pirate, is the title of this episode. More shout-outs for me. You're welcome, John Hahn. John Hahn, Space Pirate. Why is all the rum gone, CJ? My name's CJ, and I'm going to ruin every freaking movie ever. You screw up my system. Where is the peanut butter? Why is the peanut butter in the third cabinet? The peanut butter goes in the first cabinet. Everybody knows that, except this dumbass to live guy. Screw this. No. It's a terrible idea.